Hello and welcome or welcome back to Fancy Blather podcast. It's season four and I'm your host Kirsty Taylor. Today we are ch- talking to the wonderful Panache about representing Scotland, being a woman in sport and all kinds of other things. So I really highly suggest that you stick around for this episode as um, Panache is a fountain full of wisdom. For now, let's hop into our intro. Hello, hello, hello. How is everyone doing today? It is so nice to be back. I haven't even been gone that long, but it feels like I have. Um, I'm feeling refreshed, revived, revitalized for season four. Been working on up leveling a little bit more in terms of like the guests I've been having on. I'm really excited about this season full of guests, um, especially for today's episode with Panache. I'm just, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Panache as a person. Um, and yeah, as a role model, as a rugby player, just all of the above things. I'm a fan of P. Um, we met, just a little backstory, um, just because in the interview, you might be confused at some points. We met at university doing our undergrad at Edinburgh Napier, Napier, and um, we actually played basketball together. Just there's some points in the interview where that's kind of like not explicitly mentioned. So just to clarify, but yeah, I'm back. Season four is upon us. I felt it was really fitting also to start a new season as um, I am entering a brand new season of life, which I am terrified for. (laughs) Also a little bit excited, mostly terrified. I moved into my brand new flat um two days ago yeah so I'm recording on Sunday and I moved in on Friday I'm really in love with the space um so yeah I'm not sure how the sound is in here I do have a cupboard I could potentially use which is very exciting to record so the audio may be upgrading after this week um I have no idea what the sound is like in here um I'm currently sitting on the floor in my office after printing out a load of stuff for work um because I kind of start unofficially tomorrow and officially on Tuesday so yeah, I'm starting my first quote unquote real job um, that will actually pay my bills and I'm becoming fully financially independent for the first time in my life and uh, a lot of change happening, a lot of change happening here. So it's exciting, it's terrifying, it's all the things but um, I'm excited to keep the podcast going to document this part of my life and also to just learn more from this community of listeners that we have. Um, I've really been loving the podcast more than ever recently. And yeah, it's just nice to have a little community. So I feel like I've blabbered on for long enough and I've given a pretty decent life update. So we'll just hop straight into it. So what I'm engaging with, I watched this really good film recently on Netflix called Wild Oats. Um, It's maybe not everyone's cup of tea, but I don't know I just really enjoyed it and also Billy Conley was in it which I'm not gonna lie always makes me like a film even if I didn't like it to start off with so that maybe has something to do with it but it's just on Netflix it's called Wild Oats just a good like feel feel good film just one of those like no real thinking involved fun times kind of films so I highly recommend checking it out so that's what I'm engaging with this week um so Our small business of the week is actually a business that I saw in a little pop-up shop in Brighton. Um, Stay tuned on our TikTok at Fancy Blather to check out more from that trip and from my trip to London as they're they're work in progress and I am trying to smash out more content for you guys. Um, And they were called Bamber Prints. So on Instagram, they are just Bamber Prints, which is B-A-M-B-E-R Prints. And they are eco-friendly projects and they make these pom-pom crime prints, which are just so, so gorgeous. Um, but also, I'm just a really big, big fan of their prints in general. As I just said, I've just moved, so I'm always looking for artwork to fill my space. And I love their giraffe print, especially the one with the tongue sticking out, just so gorgeous. They also sell cards and custom portraits, and I'm sure you can head to their website and check them out and they've also got information about their studio there as well so yeah and online it's bamberprints.com so that is what it's our small business of the week sorry (laughs) 
So up next, we have our poem of the week. So our poem of the week this week was just one that felt rather fitting. So this poem is actually from Jackie Kay's collection, Red Cherry Red, which is a book that I have, which I'm just so in love with. It's like the perfect coffee table book and also I think perfect for younger people into poetry, which is important too. So the poem is called Leaving Home. Leaving Home. On the night that I was leaving, the old waves were high. I lay small inside the dark as the waves tore me apart. On the night that I was leaving, I was strewn around the cabin. My body belonged to the boat as the waves tore me apart. On the night that I was leaving to try and make a new start, I felt sick to my stomach as the waves tore me apart. On the night that I was leaving, the wind battered at the boat. I tried to still my broken heart as the waves tore me apart. So that was Leaving Home by Jackie Kay. So we are now going to hop into the interview with Panache, which I think you are all going to love. If you do love it, please do um, leave us five stars. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you're listening anywhere else, please do follow slash subscribe, depending on which platform you're listening on. Give us a little follow on Instagram at Fancy Blether. Can head to our website fancybelly.com or more importantly check out our facebook group modeling through our 20s fancy blather listeners and um yeah i'm hoping to get that up and running as more of a community this season so that's exciting um so if you want to be part of a fun community then head there and i'll have it linked to the show notes as always but enjoy this chat with the wonderful panache <music> Okay, so our charity of the week this week is the Fair Play Foundation, which was picked by our lovely guest, Panache. So the the Fair Play Foundation is affecting positive change through sport. So obviously to get involved, you can naturally donate. You can also check out all their different projects that they have going on. At the moment, they've got Active 8, Active Seniors, and then Colors of Our Scarves. So to learn more about those projects, head to thefairplayfoundation.org. You can also check out their videos to find different ways to get involved and stay active at home. And yeah, just find out more about them, contact them. And they also have news, so you can always stay up to date with what's going on. They also do sessions. So if you are a community centre or a school or somewhere that you think you'd benefit from, learning more about Fair Play Foundation, then that's all on their website too. So like I said, the fairplayfoundation.org. So enjoy the rest of the episode. and welcome to fancy blather podcast it's so lovely to have you here with us today how are you doing yeah i'm good thanks kirsty thank you so much for having me i feel like we've tried to organize this so many times and uh, (laughs) um, life has has happened but it's it's good to be on and uh, we're here now yeah i guess finally yeah exactly exactly perfect so the first question we like to ask our guests every week is what is your small wonder of the week so i've just recently moved uh moved up to aberdeen from edinburgh and um, i think for me that's been like i've actually managed a full two weeks on my own in my own flat my own space and sorting my life out and doing the whole adult thing like Mm -hmm. the full-on adult stuff like the the adult stuff that you don't have anyone else to ask like you sort this out (laughs) um so so i guess for me that's been like that big thing for me uh these past 
couple of weeks just to learn this and, and yeah feel proud as well I guess um yeah that's that's my wonder off the week well I would say a fortnight but it's kind of kind of rolled over in, in one week <laughs> question is have you had moments in your 20s where you have been well like so far where you have been surviving rather than thriving and how did you overcome those times yeah oh gosh that's a really big question um (laughs) do you know what like I think for me just before the end of my master's was Mm -hmm. probably the time that I was you know yeah (laughs) surviving like you know just <laughs> waking up and into place and um yeah I think that time that particular chapter in my life was probably just so busy um and I yeah. think because it was getting to the end of the course um it was very significant as well so it was assessments after assessments. Um, it was playing rugby at the mm-hmm. same time and trying to juggle that. Um, it was being on plane of my adult life, um, but we got through it. Uh, and I think that's one of the things that I keep re- reflecting back and just thinking like, wow, like I did get through that. And um, I guess also, you know, the whole, and you know as well, like placements were different and uni wasn't in person. And sometimes you just need, you know, your uni friends to just kind of go through things with. And we didn't have that. And, and I think, yeah, that was that. That was probably, yeah, one of the toughest kind of moments in in my adult life, really. But like I said, we we got through it. Perfect. So, what inspired you to start your podcast, Seasoning This UK, which of course you have with Nadine, who we have previously had on the show. So, if people are listening, they're like, "Oh, Panache sounds fun." You should also listen to the episode with Nadine, which I'll link in the show notes. Uh-huh awesome um that's a really interesting question you know what like uh, it all came about it was the dean wanted to start a podcast and she came to my to my flat and we we're just talking about about it and I was like you know what? like mm-hmm. this is a really cool thing um but I think for us it was doing something that's meaningful mm-hmm. um and and I think around around the time we were talking about it this was like, you know, way, way pre-pandemic. We started talking about this ages ago and it was just one of those things that like you talk about here and there, but you never really do anything about Mm -hmm. it. And I think it was getting to a point where you've kind of exhausted the idea of talking about it, that it's no longer actually fun talking about it because you're not doing anything about it. So eventually, I think when was this, yeah, just around lockdown time, mm-hmm. I suppose, you know, lockdown meant that, you know, a lot of things kind of stopped and some people had, you know, more time on their hands with being at home and staying at home and all those things. And, and we just kind of said, like, look, we might as well jump on this. Like, you're not working as much um, or you're working from home and you're not doing a lot of commuting which is freeing up about time here mm-hmm. and there uh, I'd just finished my first year uni so so I had a lot of time yeah. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie I think I was one of the fortunate ones you know where like yeah. uni had finished you know you just had time when you were at home and you didn't doing much and yeah we just kind of said look let's let's do this let's let's create a podcast where we talk about important issues that that mattered to us as black women in Scotland um and uh, I think, you know, the whole racial injustice thing kind of came about too with, um, with the murder of George Floyd. Um, and we talked a lot about that and how we mm. wanted to kind of convey those messages because I think um, you can easily just sit down and talk about stuff and, and miss the important issues. Um, and we wanted to be really sensitive, but we wanted to address issues that, that matter and that, that are important. Um, and 
and I hope we did that. Um, and the 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 ambition is to keep doing that, to keep talking about important things and important issues. Um, we we did a big piece on mental health, um, and because it's quite a taboo, and 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 a lot of like um, Black and Asian cultures, um, and I think roundabout now you see it is becoming you know people are talking about it a little bit more mm-hmm. it's not where it should be um but at least you know there is a bit of progress around around that um so yeah it's 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 really kind of our way of highlighting important issues that um that affect and matter um to a lot of uh, minority ethnic groups um but it's not to sh- it's not to say this is just a uh, a black and brown podcast it's it's an educational podcast we just do it in a, in a way where we just talk about our experiences yeah and, it's authentic and, uh, yeah well thank you I appreciate that we of try course. and make it as authentic <laughs> as possible um none of it is scripted we will we'll discuss or like yeah we'll talk about this today and and we just go for it and and we just kind of talk about talk about it from the heart and and yeah it's a joy to also do with someone that you really love and you respect um one of my best friends so it's it's nice that we get to share that moment and and that time and we get to laugh quite a lot um (laughs) but yeah and sometimes I have to bring her in a lot uh, because she's wild um but that's that's what friends are for I guess Amazing. Actually, while we're on the topic of um, mental health a little bit, what is mm. your, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I already know, but um, obviously recently I think Black women's mental health has come kind of to the forefront again in media, in sports, um, mm. in a very important way and in a way that almost should have happened a long time ago and we're becoming more and more aware of right. how many people are still still being very obviously racist whether they think they're hiding it or not they're not um especially with obviously i know naomi Osaka is mixed race um but with her pulling out of the french open and then also with um simone biles right now what is um kind of your i mean i i'm sure we agree on the thoughts that are happening but what is kind of your thoughts on the discourse that's happening right now surrounding those two athletes do you know, I think this is this is one of the most important moments in sport. Um, it goes beyond the Olympics themselves. Um, these are conversations that people don't want to have. Uh, we are expected, as athletes, you're expected to show up to perform for the public. And yeah. that's your job because, yeah, they're paying to watch you and all these things. And you're almost used as a puppet. Um, the thing is, the difference between a human being and a puppet is a puppet doesn't think, you know, there is no consequences. A human being does. A human being has feelings. Um, and that ideology of show up, do your job and go home is the most absurd thing I have ever heard that it hurts me to the core because it negates everything that... Mm-hmm. respects people you know it, it just doesn't appreciate the fact that people have feelings people have fears you know people have challenges and um, so much respect to to Naomi and and to Simone these are the athletes that we get to see on the public stage look I'm pretty sure there'll be other athletes who have taken their stance who are not as you know yeah as exactly the big kind of Hollywood names that 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 everyone knows about but the fact that you know these people top off their game and they're deciding to say like no like this is enough is enough like I am not okay therefore I'm not going to pretend to be okay to please people I think that takes so much uh, so much um, courage and bravery that some of people some of the people who are behind the computer behind the computer screen typing a lot of like keyboard just warriors rude and, and 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. They could never do as 0.00001% of what these athletes do. They couldn't do it. So, I mean, to people like that, I just, I, I, I don't have energy for them. I can't tolerate, I can't tolerate, I don't have time for people like that. Um, but like I say, like mad respect to Simone and mm-hmm. and to Naomi and to the other athletes. Um, and also, do you know, to, to athletes who've also stood up and supported those athletes who are taking that stance. Because, you know, a lot, a lot of people could have easily, you know, just said, look, like, why, why are you doing that? You're messing it for us or you're messing it for, for everyone else. Mm-hmm. But um, you're messing it up for everyone else. But they've they've come around they've come around those two girls and those two young women and said look we we are behind you and I think that's that's really important that support for me I think it's a ripple effect that we'll have after this it's it's um it's what they have done that is going to matter a lot afterwards because I think the conversation on mental health I've never been on BBC um, on the BBC Sports app and seen a lot about, you know, mental health stuff being talked about. And um, and I hope we are we are turning a corner, you know. And I hope so too. And yeah, I, I, I really hope so. So yeah, no, it's it's a really important question. And I think also like I think them being um, you know, black women as well is really important too. Um, because like I said, I think there's also a taboo in the community around, mm-hmm. you know, mental health. So um, they are really kind of, you know, smashing that to uh, to kind of say, look, this thing affects everybody and um, it's an important issue. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think also it's just like the fact that they are at such a high stage and they're saying like enough is enough mm. is hopefully a good moment for people who maybe aren't at that stage to recognize like oh well if they can take a break from the olympics like i can take a break from my like from my smaller competition if i need it like it's a really Mm. important moment i completely agree so how did you come up with the name seasoning this uk it's like one of my favorite titles for a podcast i'd love to know how it came about seasoning this uk so the name actually came i came up with the name um mm-hmm. i think we t- we'd been we were in the kitchen um in the in the flat in my flat and we must have been cooking something and i don't know nadine i think nadine had seen something on on instagram of like someone who'd made this chicken which was just bland and we're just like wow like just put seasoning into that come on like how are you going to eat that and so the seasoning part I think was already kind of in our heads because we're talking about seasoning and the this UK part actually came about because I'd I'd been listening to a lot of podcasts there and um the phrase this UK was um coming up quite a lot so so um yeah it almost seemed like when people referred to the UK it was like oh this UK it wasn't the UK it was like oh yeah this UK and I was like yeah oh like how about seasoning this UK um and and we just had a moment you know when like when you just say something and you all you're you're both on the same kind of level of thinking on the same wavelength yeah, yeah. and you just kind of go like wild for like a good <laughs> two minutes what? like that's amazing like that's so good um so yeah we had we had that little moment of oh like this, this is actually really good um and yeah and that was it that was season in this uk that was how it was um that name was formulated i think it definitely came from um, that phrase, like hearing that phrase quite a lot um, and just combining, you know, our discussions around um, seasoning food and, um, and yeah, and that was, that was it. <laughs> it's funny to think about it now, actually, like, I'm like, wow, we actually came up with that name. <laughs> so we're going to switch gears a little bit. So um, mm. how did you first get into rugby and when did you realize your passion for it? So it's like a twofer. 
Yeah. Um, so rugby for me started really at uni during my undergrad um, a few years back. Um, I'd been playing basketball from like high school and stuff, and we played basketball together, Kirsty. Um, and um, I, and yeah, I think I just wanted to try something new. Um, I knew of rugby. Um, my brother played rugby when he was at when he was at high school, mm-hmm. so I knew about it and stuff. And I would watch, not as often, but I would watch bits and bobs here and there. Um, and the uni team just so happened to be starting a a, a rugby team. Um, and I showed up to this like come try session uh, where they were kind of running a big kind of taster session for for everyone and I was just like you know like I'm I'm enjoying this I really like this this is fun um and I think that's because it started with oh this is fun that was a difference for me because I just enjoyed like rocking up and and, and yeah, playing the exactly. rugby um yeah so so yeah so did that come try session and then actually there was quite a lot of interest that the team were able to get quite a good number of girls to to start to to officially kind of start a club and um and that's that's where it all began for me um and then napier napier uni really really kind of helped me and um supported me um and 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 this whole thing and so yeah we played a lot of games with um a lot of other unis in in edinburgh just to start with i remember i think my first game was um was with um was against edinburgh uni i think their Mm -hmm. seconds or their third yeah so like um yeah so napier were really kind of fundamental and 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 all this um they really supported me and then the napier girls were awesome and i think some of my closest friends are from from that rugby team um really 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 supportive and it was just a great group of girls mm-hmm. um but yeah so my first my first game my first rugby game was um against edinburgh uni and i think it was edinburgh uni seconds or thirds i can't really remember um but yeah so that game was clashing with a basketball game so i messaged max to wow yeah because i mean everything's played on a wednesday like i don't know whose idea that was but yeah i um, I agree i don't know whose idea it was either i was really struggling (laughs) right so so yeah i had to kind of pick and uh, and I was like, you know, like first rugby game. Surely I want to play a rugby game. I've played basketball yeah. for a while now. Um, and um, and I messaged Mags, and I just kind of say, oh, like, um, uh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be away. I'm not gonna be able to to play basketball. Um, but I didn't say why. Mags was uh, our coach. Just to explain to the listeners. Oh Mags yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Mags was our coach. <laughs> yeah. Coach. Yeah, so so I didn't say why, but I just said like, look, I can't, I can't be at the basketball game. And then obviously, like you know, after the game, after the rugby game, you know, people take photos and things end up on Facebook and stuff. And um, yeah, I don't think she was <laughs> she was impressed at all. Um, I remember like the first training session, the first thing I was like, I need to go and find Mags and and clear this up because um yeah i should have just said you know i was playing rugby and i think it would have been fine because i think the girls actually went away they played the basketball game we won so i mean um and like i wasn't uh lebron james in the team anyway so (laughs) it didn't really matter and i'd been there but i think it was just the principle as well which i totally appreciate and i think actually that moment you know it taught me a lot it taught me a lot in terms of like communication like you've got to like spell it out you know Mm -hmm. spell it out and and just you know have that open communication because I'm pretty sure had I said look there's a rugby game I really want to play should have been cool with it um so so yeah so no I played my first rugby game um against Edinburgh and and that game it's almost like when I think back to it I almost remember every single thing that happened uh which is crazy because I've played so many games um <laughs> since then but it was it was just so special and the first one and 
and I think that's when that kind of realization of like you know what like I really want to do this and I want to play a bit more um and fast forward you know that first game we get a new coach who was playing who then was playing for Scotland and she was really instrumental too um she really kind of supported me and Mm -hmm. um she she helped she helped open a lot of doors for me and I'm uh, I'm always you know forever um grateful to her because I think she we had conversations where she, she was really like you know like look Nashi if, if you don't want to do this you can you can you can do it you just need to work hard and, and that was it really so no I, I really believe in the in the idea that it takes a village and for me it really did um I was I was really supported and um and yeah but what five five and a bit years on here we are um Amazing. yeah it's it's a bit wild it's a bit <laughs> wild but this is this is this is it this is these are the journeys these are the stories that exactly. um yeah amazing well keeping on the same train so what is your favorite thing about playing rugby for Scotland what is like one of your favorite things about it one of my favorite things, um, I think the first one is I get I get to spend time with some of my closest friends. Um, I get to spend time with my uh, my extended family. Really, um, uh, yeah, the girls are brilliant. Um, yeah, I just have you know so much love and so much respect for for them, and just want to show up for them and and do the best for for the group you know so yeah I just get to spend so much time with the people that um really matter um and the people that are striving for the same goal which is you know to put Scotland out there and to represent Scotland the best way we can so um so that's 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 one thing I think the other thing for me as well is I get to represent my country which you know it's it's such an honor and such a privilege and um for me there is that added um little thing that you know i am uh i am black and i am a minority and i get to do that you know Mm -hmm. for for this country and um i also feel like there is a responsibility um for Mm. me you know it's it is a big responsibility but i i try and you know show that the best way I can and by showing up and just being as um being as present in the moment but also you know trying to trying to portray myself the best way I can um but also you know remember that you know I'm not just doing this this is not about me you know it's it's bigger than me and if if I look kids out there can see me progress to this level um hopefully they'll be inspired and 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 they'll want to take up it doesn't have to be rugby it can be anything Mm -hmm. really um but they'll feel like there is no barrier to to them doing something just because of who they are and what they look like um so yeah it's just the fact that you know i spend so much time with my closest friends but also I get to represent something that's bigger than me which is probably the most important and significant one amazing well kind of going down the same line what does it mean to be the first black woman to play rugby for Scotland what does that what does that mean for you do you ever feel like there's almost an added pressure and how do you kind of deal with that pressure yeah, look, I think it is it is pressure. There is a lot of pressure around that. I, I won't lie. Um I think being the first at anything is 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 amazing. Um but at the end of the day it's an achievement for you. It's an mm-hmm. it's an individual achievement. Exactly. For me, I think I always think about yes I was the first but what what happens after the first Mm. you know that's Mm -hmm. I feel like that's kind of the most important question it's it's okay what do you do with the fact that you were the first because yes the history books will always say panache but it's what did panache do with with that you know 
Um, and I think that's where maybe the pressure comes in mm-hmm. where, you know, because I am constantly thinking about, okay, I've achieved this, which is great, but what do I do with, with this thing that I've achieved and how do I, how do I help other people? How do I, you know, how do I support other people to be in this position? Um, and there is something that I'm working on, you know, on the side just now in terms of actually looking at what that, I don't want to say legacy, but what that aftermath looks like. Yeah. Um, so, um, cool. so, so I am working, I'm working on something, but yeah, for me, it's always, it's always been, it's great that you've done this, but you've got to do something else to, to elevate somebody else. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's it's hard because I don't pick who gets to play for Scotland. Yeah. So because I don't do those things, my thinking has got to go beyond, well, it can't just be, you know, getting people to play rugby or to get to play sport. It's, it's how do I support other young people who are wanting to be in these environments? Um, so one of the things that I'm really focusing on is... Um, is uh, so how can I support young minority athletes to navigate these spaces where they are going to be the minority you know I have been the minority I know what it's like I've experienced it um and how can I support other athletes other young athletes so that you know they persevere in some of these these um these environments where it can get challenging sometimes especially if you're on your own um or especially if you know you don't have the support that you think you should be getting um so that's that's kind of that's kind of something on the side but yeah for me it's 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 just kind of being like okay what do I leave behind what is this thing that I leave behind because yes um a lot of the time I think we look at you know kind of single um single um what do you call them like we look at, um, okay, we want to increase single interventions, for example, we want to increase participation yeah. um, in sports. So we'll look at women and girls in, in sports or we'll look at um, we'll look at different things, but it's all kind of single. And I'm always like, okay, what's the intersections? What are the intersections yeah. of people? And how can we tie that together to ensure that if we're, providing an intervention it's catering all these intersection intersectional identities opposed to just um single identities because nobody is a single identity right so we have different things that make up who we are um so yeah no but i guess to answer your 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 question i do feel the pressure but i am privileged to feel to feel that pressure and um i'm always just trying to um, find ways in which I can I can help others and I can support others and um, and yeah turn that pressure into something that's more powerful than just you know the negative connotations of pressure amazing I love that no I think that that's a great point as well that nobody's a single identities there's no such thing like Mm -hmm. nobody is that one-sided and so going along more with the sport so as a black woman in professional sport have you ever had to deal with sexism and racism at all within your career and if so or even if not what advice would you give to other black women who either want to be in a professional a professional in sport or already are like how do you kind of navigate the world like as you said like you have been the like minority in a lot of spaces and how Mm -hmm. do you how do you work work through that to kind of not like I obviously is going to impact you but how do you get through that to not give it give up on it do you know what I mean because I can imagine that's hard sometimes to be in a space where you're constantly the minority yeah, no, it's it is um, it is, and I think it goes back to that whole um, intersectional identity thing, where mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's for me, it's it's not the one thing. It's almost uh, at times, it's all it's also like a it feels like a triple jeopardy. You know, it's like okay, I am I am black, I'm female, but I'm also an immigrant. You know, mm-hmm. so there is there is all those things, and that's why like intersectionality is so important to me. Um, but I guess, look, I won't hide the fact that 
it can it can be tough out there it can be really really hard um but i think you know uh find allies find people who mm. can fight your corner for you um yeah find people to talk to um and also don't feel like um it's okay to feel um to feel um like yes this is just happening like actually speak up on 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 important things and and i get it i i've played i've played at a high level where you know sometimes you have to to almost balance like how much do i speak up on things mm. because you don't know how that's going to affect you know your your position and and the team or whatever um and personally i have i have felt sometimes you know i have to say specific things because i don't want to jeopardize my position mm-hmm. and it's not about my position within the team it's my position for other people who are going to come after me yeah because if i create a reputation of or oh, such and such was like this then that has a trickle down effect or knock on mm. effect on whoever comes up after do my actions then you know affect other people and these are things that go on in my head you know it's and we talk about you know like we're not just playing sports is so many things yeah. that you're having to think about constantly and and one of those things is that it's like okay well how much do i speak up on things um that can then affect not just my position but the position for those people after me um and i think we, with that for me you know i've really taken an approach where i think allies have come in have come into this a lot of the times you know I'll speak to people and and I'll have discussions and and sometimes really uncomfortable discussions with with friends and and teammates to say look I'm feeling some kind some type of way here um mm. and 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 you and you need that because especially when you're on your own there were there were also times where you know things have happened and you're just like uh, look it's only affecting me right now because I'm the only one who's there and i do i genuinely do wonder sometimes you know where i'm like well had it been you know had it been three or four of us by yeah. four of us i mean um you know other minority players within the group mm-hmm. what would that dynamic be like and i genuinely do wonder that sometimes you know like how much how much of conversation will, will we be having around specific issues um or how much of conversation will we not be having because yeah. it will become you know everyone will get it you know so you yeah. don't have to talk about it um so i i do i do wonder um i do wonder what that would look like um but yeah like i'm not i think my experiences are always going to be different to everyone else's and mm-hmm. i think you really need to understand your position and and uh be comfortable in in whatever um action you take um but also do it in a in a safe environment feel like you are in a safe space um not a hostile space you know because mm-hmm. like i said some of these conversations are quite uncomfortable um yeah. and you want to feel like you're in a safe space amazing so how do you believe the media and general public can support women's sports more and particularly women's rugby more of course like with the olympics we are starting to see more gender equality i think the olympics is actually probably i in a lot of ways it is controversial especially the time it's happening at right now and given the world situation mm. but i would say gender equality wise it is one of the best spaces for sports to exist because everything is yeah. kind of shown on an equal level there's always a men and women's team typically i know that for me like triathlon is obviously like my sport from uni that i started and it's like one of the most gender equal sports ever which is amazing it's just not fin- financially 
yeah, uh, yeah. Sport, but um, they even have had a mixed relay triathlon happening this year, which is mixed sex, which is quite massive to have a mixed sex thing happening within such a big space. But how do you think mm-hmm. in terms of, with that, that the discourse that exists for sport is still predominantly masculine, unfortunately. And it's something that in Western culture has been the way for like a long time. So what do you think are the steps that we need to take as a culture to move forward? Yeah, look, I think we need to do better. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that said, we really need to do better. Um, there's a lot of conversation around, well, um, <laughs> we see this a lot. So when we play Six Nations or when we play big tournaments, for example, it's like, um you read comments where people write oh yeah nobody really watches women's sport if you're writing that like you're watching some women's sport somehow because how did you know that there was women's sport on um so so yeah i think we just i think we need to change a lot of structural things um there's probably a lot of structural things that just you know favor male athletes um who is at the top who's making the decisions um you know who's you know who's in the who's in the who's on the boards of of different Mm. organizations Mm -hmm. you know because those people have their own agendas and if their agendas don't align with you know supporting um women in sport then look we could be having all these conversations that we want but (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but you won't you won't really see the change. So for me, I think it's a lot of structural changes that we really need to see. Um, but I think also like male athletes can play a massive role in this, um, you know, because they have the platform. Yeah. You know, so they they have the platform a lot of the times they have a lot of money pumped into into their sport and there's so much that they can do as well um, to support women, um, women in sport, women and girls in sport. Um, and I think also, like, it starts with, like, education as well. Uh, what are we teaching, you know, what are we teaching our kids when we're, when we're raising them up? Um, you know, what, why, why should they see, like, um, these gender differences or these gender roles and, and, and things like that so it's it's a massive cycle isn't it so it's like how are we raising these kids up but then also when when they do grow up in there in these environments where you know you definitely see the divide like a man speaking up for women a man becoming feminist you know that's that's another topic we won't go into that but like you know it's like okay how can men support women uh, but then also we go a little bit above that and we talk about you know who's in the boards or directors you know who's representing what what are their agendas and really kind of shaking things up a little bit I think um, a lot of the structure stuff needs 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 to change we just need we need to do better man we need to do better um, and also I think like opportunities there's just a lot of opportunities in football for example you see this a lot where you know retired footballers almost get pundit roles just like that we have female footballers we have female really really you know amazing female coaches who have done incredible jobs with incredible teams but they almost never looked at and I think that's what we need to see because uh the young girls who are coming up you know they need to see themselves reflected you know what they watch so yeah if they don't see themselves you, you can only be what you see right um so they need to be able to see um those women in those powerful positions too um there's actually there's a book that i'm really looking forward to reading um uh-huh. what's it called uh sue anstice's new book i can't remember what it's called i'm gonna google this because i think okay. it's it's <laughs> i think this, this could be this could be a, a game changer too in terms of um, in terms of understanding women's sports. So game on, I think it's called. I've not bought it yet, but I'm really looking forward to reading Amazing. that. Well, and I'll I think, link it um, in the show notes it, for everyone to track out as well because I want to read that. that amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it would definitely answer a lot of these questions. Um, but yeah, I think we just need to do better. And we're having the conversations. That's the thing. Like I think we look at sports. Um, 
yeah 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 so we will we'll hopefully get there we just need to continue i always like to think um be more like andy murray like that's like my i'm like if all if all male athletes we're more like Andy Murray and we're I'm obviously not talking performance or anything just the way that he always calls out the media for yeah ignoring women's things and kind of treat it being like oh my god you're the first person to do this and it's something he's consistently done throughout his career yeah. it wasn't like he did it once and stopped like he did it at Wimbledon this year he's constantly saying oh I don't I'm not sure like actually I'm the first man to do that and I think just these things that might seem so small is correcting like a a journalist who hasn't done their research properly on yeah that is so important because if somebody like if Ronaldo was to turn around and say like oh well actually the women's team have done x y and z it was I think it was very prominent with the Euros I think the Euros for me really brought out just how divided we are still in terms of sports because the women's team for England, they were at the Euros in 2019. Like they were doing well. Like where is their representation? And as well as like how you're highlighting that, I know a lot of schools were watching the games, and I think that's great. I think that's amazing to yeah. showcase. I think particularly in Scotland, yes, it was a historical moment. Like we have never had our football get that far in a very long time. But in England, I was like, you're happy to show the final and all these other games in your classroom of this man's team, but what were you doing in 2019 when the women's team were at the same level? Like, was that shown in your classroom? Yeah. I think if that's not shown in your classroom and that's not supported, how can those, those children probably don't even know that existed. Like I only know because I pay attention to women's sport. You asked a lot of other people, they have no idea that the women's team were even that far on. And I think that's so important. It's about like, like celebrate their achievements too. Like, why do we only have to celebrate when the men do well? Like, it just seems like oh well I, it's not it's an easier sport it's the same sport like it's not a different sport yeah so no look you you're you're absolutely right i was reading something i think the the u.s men's team lost mm-hmm. a basketball game for the first time in i don't know so many it's their first olympic um the first olympic match um, for the first time in a very long time and the 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 title of the article said oh yeah U.S. Um, national team loses first match, and and then I'm like, I'm like, no, it's not the U.S. team that's lost. It's the U.S. men's team, right? So it's it's almost like when it's convenient for media, they will really kind of point out, you know, men yeah. or women. But when 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 it's when it's not convenient for them, exactly. it's like they they don't want to talk about it. And I was just like, that's a double standard. Like, say it, say it like it is. Yeah, yeah. I think the media plays a massive role in the double standards that exist in terms of everything that we see, whether Mm. it's race, sex, sexuality, gender, like everything. I think that they play such a fundamental role. And I think it's what annoys me. It's one of my biggest, not even pet peeves. It's just one of my biggest disappointments almost of the world. Yeah is that these people, they have so much power in their hands and in their words, and they choose to use it so often for the wrong reasons and to get a paycheck. And I know that they could still get a paycheck and do it for the right reasons, which is why I always find journalism very difficult because I know some journalists do incredible work and put their life on the line over and over again to get the truth into the world. But other people just can't even like give Serena Williams a break. And I'm like, it's yeah. just the, the discourse that exists in the media is something that yeah. I always find so hard to kind of navigate because I just don't get it. Like, I'm like, you have so much ability to do good. Like, yeah, why not, no, why not like, use that? Yeah. Like, why I want to be paparazzi? Like, do something good. <laughs> like, take nice photos. I don't get it. So we're going to switch. We're talking about good things now. So what are some of your thriving moments from your 20s so far? Like your, if you had to make a highlight reel of your 20s so far, Ooh. what would be on it? I like that. Um, I think I think I'll look at it from kind of like, you know, my playing career, but also like my, um, my, um, uh, my, my career that pays the bills kind of thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> your personal so. life too. <laughs> So, but yeah, so my rugby career, I think my rugby career would definitely be like, you know, um, 
the first one will probably be me getting my first cap mm. um which was just wild and just yeah just mad um such a such an important moment for me um mm-hmm. but i think obviously and the historic um aspect of it as well was was also really important um i think just a little bit after that for my first cap my second my third caps as well um getting to do that in south africa was just um absolutely incredible and absolutely insane um and just so lucky to have been able to to have been given that opportunity mm-hmm. to to go and represent my country um uh, but also to do that in the motherland you know um being african born as uh, zimbabwean born it's just being able to go back and 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 play um and play some rugby under the under the african sun was just amazing mm-hmm. so um those two um i would definitely say like um i think uh my masters um just completing my my masters in education and and about to start this uh teaching career is 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 also a massive highlight um because yeah a lot's gone into 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 getting mm-hmm. to this point um it's it's strange uh, i was actually reminiscing on i don't know if you remember this so when we went to the open was it the open day or the course information day and i saw you at um at ember uni um okay. <laughs> and and we had a chat and i was like oh yeah like i'm i'm here to do this and then fast forward a few years later here we are like it's a little bit yeah. like it's gone <laughs> um, i don't know yeah, <laughs> You don't remember this? Oh man, I wish you remembered this. We'll be like, yeah. Um that's so yeah. funny. Um yeah, I, I vividly remember it. Um I remember seeing you. You did go no, it's definitely you. Did you what, go to like an a, open day for what? I probably did. It was like an <laughs> information, it was like a teacher information. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did, yeah. No, no I, you did, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so I yeah, I was just thinking about that other day. I did so much at uni; it's hard to <laughs> hard to remember. <laughs> I was doing sewing every day. <laughs> uh huh. Um, triathlon and doing basketball and playing hockey and having a social life. No, I did. No, everything. I do remember it now. It's coming back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So I think yeah, for me, those those would be my highlights. I think like rugby's has become you know a big part of my life. Um, but you know so like personally away from rugby mm. um you know achieving achieving this and um i did a bit one of my assi- one of my assessments was looking at um the demographics of the teacher population in scotland and oh, cool. to think that i'm adding to the to think that i'm adding to the 2% of minority ethnic teachers is is just is just amazing and hopefully there'll be more um it's so important uh, but oh yeah absolutely absolutely um but yeah just feel really um really proud um of what i've been able to achieve Amazing. in the past 5 years so yeah that's the highlight real Kirsty <laughs> perfect so if you had to sum up your 20 so far in three words what would they be you know my my three um words for life are patience um persistence and positivity Ooh, and really kind of, yeah, yeah they've they really take, the, the 3 p's <laughs> <laughs> they've taken me they've taken me through a lot um i've had to be really patient with a lot of things um i've had to work so hard that you know persistency has has mm. been the key one um but also i always try and maintain this attitude and and this persona of positivity um Amazing. no matter what and and i'm just uh, i'm 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 glad you know those three things have have been um have been real for me really um they've they've really kind of come through in so many spaces and in so many areas and yeah i'll forever i'll forever utilize them because yeah they they've been they've been the three they've been the three that have just kind of worked for me so yeah panache oh, and the that. three 
<laughs> I love that. Um, so a little rapid fire round for you now. So who is your inspiration mm. and why? Oh man, inspiration. I think um, Nelson Mandela. Um, Nelson Mandela for me, um, I think what Nelson Mandela went through and what he was able to do for for the people in South Africa is just as incredible. Um, he took himself out of the picture to see a bigger picture than himself. Um, and um, yeah, I think it would have to be uh, Madiba. Perfect. How do you start your day? Like, what is your favorite way to start your day? Oh gosh, it really depends. Um, sometimes it's a silent prayer to get the day going. Um, sometimes it's like, depends how many times alarm's gone off. Um, <laughs> am, I, am I rushing or am I not rushing? Um, and sometimes it is wake up and, and look at, you know, what's happening around the world. So Twitter can oh, be my go-to nice. at times. I like a good news um, podcast. I like to do my little, yes. my good morning Google routine. It's like becoming yes, yeah, yeah. makes me feel like I'm so cool. I just wish that there was more like news that was kind of more centered around like locally. Like it's all quite like right. American central. And I'm sometimes a bit like I okay. kind of like to know what's happening in Scotland as well. Like I'd appreciate yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But I just signed yeah, up for I the you. I do like the Today in Focus by The Guardian. I don't know if you've ever listened to it, but it's like my favorite thing at the moment. They do an episode, I think, every nice. day or something. And I, I find The Guardian one of the best media outlets to be less right. biased. It's obviously a bias. There will always be a bias. This is something I will preach until the day I die. Everyone is biased. We're human <laughs> beings. You cannot exist and be bi- unbiased. Yeah. It's, not, it's not possible. Even technology probably has a bias because it's created by humans. I don't believe any yeah, like yeah. when they say like the referees unbiased, I'm like, if I'm, someone put a gun to their head and they had to choose, they'd choose. Like they're they not. would, yes. <laughs> they, I, they're more yeah. than others, but they will never be fully unbiased. So I do find them a bit more on that line, but they're still they're still a bias. But I I do highly yeah. So next No, question. it's interesting you say that. It's the the um what's it called? The it, I think the intelligence podcast, the econ- the economist, they do uh-huh. they do something similar to like a, a daily podcast of like oh, kind of cool. like the world news roundup. So they're pretty good too. Um but they're yeah, I do listen to them at times. Um it's just I suppose rapid fire. Um it really it really varies. Yeah. So sunrise or sunset? Oh, sunset. Absolutely sunset. Um, I'm a sunrise yeah. gal. I love ah, a sunrise. Sunset. Like a good early morning swim and a sunrise. Oh, nice. Nice. Like if I can force myself to be up, maybe not when I'm working, but on a day off, I'll have a nap, obviously, because sleep is important. Yes. <laughs> I yeah. Anyway, so I have plenty of time. I'm in bed. Yeah. <laughs> the other night I said, I'm, I'm up so late. I had to record at half nine the other night and I was like it's too late like I can't stay up my mom was like half nine and I was like no pass my book <laughs> I should be reading right now perfect and last rapid fire question what's your favorite food oh favorite food it's got to be a chicken stew of some sort Ooh, um yeah nice. like well seasoned well seasoned oh, chicken course. stew <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I think yeah just a nice chicken stew that would that would do me perfect. Um, so yeah where can our listeners find you? Like, plug yourself, shout yourself out. Is there any upcoming rugby games that you want to let them know about? If not, where can they find the team so they can support women's yeah. sport as well, as well as yourself? Yeah, amazing. Um, so, like, uh, I think Scottish rugby platforms, uh, Scottish rugby on on pretty much everything. Uh, oh, is it Scotland rugby? Scotland rugby, I think it is. Um, on on all your social I'll media I'll link it platforms. in the show notes so people can. Yeah, amazing. Um, so they'll they'll kind of update you on 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 various things. But uh, we have World Cup qualifiers coming coming up soon, so that will be a, a really good opportunity to Sweet. to engage in some women's women's rugby and and um, yeah like and yeah just gives an opportunity like watch watch the girls do incredible stuff um and yes we do play real taco rugby if anyone is asking out there um it seems to be a question that sometimes people ask so yes it is real taco rugby 
Um, and I am um, Panache M on Twitter. I am Panache M on Instagram, and I am Panache Mozambi on everything else. Um, so yeah, uh, find me. Um, yeah. Perfect. So last question we like to end every week with, what have you been engaging with this week? So it's literally just something that you're loving right now. So it can be TV show, radio, literally like a food, a tea, an exercise class, like anything at all that you've been like enjoying recently. Do you know what? Like I'm just going to go up and say like the, the discussions around mental health during the Olympics have been probably the things that I've been engaging with a lot. Um, and, uh, yeah, I know we talked about that earlier, but, um, for me, yeah, I think mm-hmm. this week has been probably, uh, it's been, it's been kind of like really kind of, it's been talked about a lot and it's been, it's been, it's been actually a privilege to engage with some of those discussions mm-hmm. because like I say, these are conversations that, um, are considered a taboo at times and, and it's, it's great that, you know, mainstream media are giving them the, the attention that they need to be given. Exactly. And I highly also recommend checking out Simone Biles' Instagram page because she just mm. on the game. She just she's giving you facts. I mean, people won't be yeah. able to say this anymore because it's an Instagram story unless she's made, and obviously it's not coming out on the day that we're recording unless she makes a highlight. But she actually this morning she had put out or maybe last night like um a question box and she was kind of answering everyone's questions about like what it is that she's dealing with right now and what the twisties is and like what mm-hmm. is actually and just giving everything from her per- basically just setting all the facts straight and I thought yeah. that was really incredible to be not only like I'm owning this choice that I've made because it was the right choice and I have every right to own the choice of my own body but also mm-hmm. speaking about it on a social media platform is really impactful especially to a younger generation in terms of like teenagers and stuff because I think often yeah, kind yeah. Of drip fed maybe not yeah. the best best things from their parents always and that yeah, gives no, them a right. chance to have their own perspective and see the facts laid out for themselves firsthand yeah yeah and also like it's her controlling the narrative isn't it and I think that's yeah. really important yeah, really because important. a lot of these times when when like I remember like when we saw her not compete the last I think was it the vault or something like that Mm -hmm. the final vault and you get media just kind of speculating they're thinking oh yeah it's it's she's got she's rolling an ankle so it must be an ankle or they they start speculating stuff and that and I think it's really important that she's she's done that because she really gets to control the narrative around an issue that's affecting her exactly and that's she should she should be controlling it so and they can't um, market off of her pain either if she speaks about it then it's like why are people gonna listen and pay for that when they can just hear it firsthand like you know why should yeah. you mar- market what she's going through I think I think I've seen some places some places do it where I'm like okay you're a charity about mental health so if you want to post something about it i I respect that more because that is the message that you stand for. But I have seen some com- companies post things and I'm like, you're just doing this for a paycheck. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't actually, I don't believe that you actually are interested in what's happening here. You just want your, which paycheck. is sad. It is sad, but it's yeah. the same as June, isn't it? When they rainbow things and then they, hey, true. they paint, paint over them. And, and you're July like, oh. comes. <laughs> yeah. everything's great. Yeah, again. No, you're, right. you're like, Oh, <laughs> what happened? Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Panache. It was incredible to chat with you. Um, And like I said before, for everyone at home, I will have everything linked in the show notes for you to check out Panache and the team and, of course, anything that we've spoken about. So, yeah, have a good week, everyone. Bye. Oh, thanks. Thanks so much, Kirsty. I really enjoyed this. Cheers.